It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. None are as hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. The truth has been kept from the depth of their minds by masters who rule them with lies. They feed them on falsehoods till wrong looks like right in their eyes. A timeless quote from Johann von Goethe. What is the U.S. government's definition of a terrorist? Any individual that dares to dispute the official propaganda. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news weekly broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. If you're willing to face bad news-breaking reports that corporate media and all official sources are doing their best to hide or deny, you're in the right place. Stay tuned. Time to take the red pill. If you didn't get the weekly global alert news broadcast from last Saturday... September 25th. If it wasn't forwarded to you from YouTube, it can always be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We faced exceptional challenge last weekend. We had some difficulties getting all of our tasks completed for the day, but the broadcast has been up since that day and is up now. Again, if you don't find it, if it doesn't come to you from your normal subscription to our channels, please search for it on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. It's there. For new on-air AM and FM radio listeners, that are new to the issue of climate engineering, and for those that have so far chosen to believe the official lie that the technology to engineer the climate on a global scale does not yet exist, please take the time to go to geoengineeringwatch.org and view the first 30 seconds of the online version of this broadcast posted in the recent top stories and radio sections. What you will see is former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson stating on film and on the record that man indeed had the power to, quote, control the global cloud layer, end quote. Again, this statement was was made nearly 60 years ago. Lyndon Johnson then went on to state this, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. Again, Johnson said this all the way back in 1962. The covert weapon of total control of populations. You can control the food supply, thus you control populations. Connect the dots. And please don't believe me. Rather, summon the courage to honestly and objectively investigate who is funding the covert climate engineering operations. All roads lead to the central bankers, those who print the money. Who controls them? Ask yourself, who are we not allowed to criticize ever for any reason? There's your answer. And about the nagging question that compels so many to blindly deny the, quote, why would they do this to themselves question? Here's the condensed answer. The power structure is a cancer of criminality and control addiction. Those who rule it are not sane. Does a cancer intend to kill its host? In this case, planet Earth. No. A cancer only uncontrollably proliferates until the host dies. The total decimation of the planet's life support systems is not an objective. It is a consequence Climate intervention operations are core. New climate engineering reports from mainstream sources have just been published this week. Are they finally admitting to the truth or further perpetrating deception? Stay tuned. I'll get to those reports, but first, let's cover some breaking headlines from the front lines. President Biden declares war on the unvaccinated. When the White House staff is exempt 
from mandatory vaccinations. From that report, members of Congress and their staff are exempt from Biden's vaccine mandate. Imagine that. What's good for the goose isn't necessarily good for the gooser, is it? Total hypocrisy. How hard are these dots to connect? How hard are the actual agendas behind what is unfolding on the ground to see? Let's backtrack a bit. Perhaps the view from a distance will make it all more clear. Let's rewind to this headline from 2009, the Wall Street Journal. Billionaires try to shrink world's population, report states. Just a headline. Much more to it. You can look it up, search it for yourself. It's not new. There's many such headlines. It's no secret that the global elite have long since sought to drastically reduce global populations. But mainstream media, corporate media, is doing their best to sweep all those pesky stories under the rug. This headline from last week, quote, The Purge is moving forward at full speed. This particular headline refers to the censorship. YouTube bans all videos with anti-vaccine misinformation. Again, anti-vaccine means anything that disputes the official narrative. Even if it's peer-reviewed science study for major institutions, it doesn't matter. If it disputes the official narrative, it will be instantly censored from social media platforms. Here's just one brand new example of the now total censorship of, again, even peer-reviewed science study from major institutions. In this case, a new peer-reviewed study from the U.S. National Library of Medicine and the National Institute of Health. The report title was Analysis of the Effects of COVID-19 Mask Mandates on Hospital Resource Consumption and Mortality at the County Level. Here's the conclusions from that peer-reviewed science study. There was no reduction in per-population daily mortality, hospital bed, ICU bed, or ventilator occupancy of COVID-19 positive patients attributed to the implementation of mask-wearing mandates. Translation, the masks did nothing to help, according to this peer-reviewed science study. And also for the record, prior to 2020, there were about 13 peer-reviewed science studies that stated even an N95 mask did not and cannot stop a virus. But suddenly... All those studies were vaporized. Now in 2020 or since 2020, about a half a dozen new science studies that say anything works. A handkerchief, a modified sock, it's all good. That's what we're told now. How hard is that to see through? It's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Again, anything, everything that in any way disputes or exposes the official COVID-19 narratives what they are, blatant non-science deception in so many cases is immediately and aggressively censored from public view by social media Gestapo individuals. And the medical industrial complex and all those who serve it are also facilitating this because they know where their paychecks and pensions come from. And it seems that's the only God they serve. Their Hippocratic oath is gone. Doesn't matter anymore. It seems it is a very sad day on our planet. However, I'm extremely uplifted to say that there are an increasing amount of exceptions. Those who have drawn the line in the sand in the medical industry and said no more. They're standing up and starting to tell the truth, and those are the true heroes. Let's ask a few questions about the taboo subject of ivermectin. What did the FDA have to say about ivermectin? They said why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent The report makes a point of stating the FDA has not authorized or approved ivermectin for use in preventing or treating COVID-19. Why not? Let's remember at this point that the FDA is funded by Big Pharma, literally. 
And what an interference with the COVID financial bonanza if too many were to understand the potential benefits of ivermectin. So let's look at a peer-reviewed study on ivermectin. Peer-reviewed science study from pubmed.ncbi.nim.nih.gov. Ivermectin, a U.S. Food and Drug Administration-approved antiparasitic agent, was found to inhibit severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, i.e. SARS-CoV-2. That seems like a massive contradiction, doesn't it? The FDA says don't use it because we say so, while a peer-reviewed study on a government site says it helps. I have a very good personal friend whose whole family was just tested COVID positive. They treated with ivermectin. I'm only telling you his testimony. He said it was like a switch. The effects were profound. I'm just passing that data on. I'm encouraging people to look, investigate for themselves. I'm not abdicating anything. I'm not giving any medical advice. Not at all. I'm simply passing on testimony that was given to me. I'm passing on science study and comparing it to the FDA. Baseless statements. Don't consider any other form of treatment because we say so. Does that make any sense? Is that rational? Is that reasonable? And there's this to consider as well. Why is there such a concerted attempt by governments and the medical industrial complex to completely downplay and deny that there are major benefits from augmenting the human immune system with appropriate supplements? No, what we are told is that there is only one way to treat COVID with big pharma concoctions. doesn't matter which one. Reach into the hat and grab any one of the smorgasbord of experimental concoctions. And we're told that's the only possible way to treat this engineered ailment. It's real. I certainly acknowledge that. It's very real. But there's that nagging question of where did it come from? And it's not really a question because we've known the answer from the beginning. From the journal Nature peer-reviewed science publication from 2015 that stated the gain-of-function characteristic for this virus was engineered in labs in Wuhan and the U.S. with funding from the NIH and Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. 7.4 million in funding. It's not a question of where it came from. That's where it came from. How many have taken the time to search online and find the video on film and on the record of Anthony Fauci stating in 2017 that there would be a surprise pandemic during this presidency. So how is the only recommended treatment going? The smorgasbord of vaccinations. I'll get to some stark figures in a moment. Please bear with me. First, this headline from Health Impact News. Whistleblower lawsuit. Government Medicare data shows 48,465 dead following COVID shots. Remdesivir drug has 25% death rate. Remdesivir, that one they're giving, especially to the unvaxxed from the data that we're getting from Australia. In fact, a 40-year veteran nurse, and this film is online, stated her testimony on film on the record that the unvaccinated patients were being given remdesivir and the vaccinated patients were being given ivermectin. I don't know that that's true. I can't prove that that's true. You can search us online and view and decide for yourself. But if true, that's a very, very nefarious and dark scenario. Another headline. UK medicine regulator confirms there have been four times as many deaths due to the CV-19 vaccines in eight months than deaths due to all other vaccines combined in 20 years. 
Haven't seen mainstream media make mention of that one. From that report, the UK medical regulator has responded to a freedom of information request demanding to know how many deaths have occurred in the past 20 years due to all vaccines. And the response has revealed that there have been four times as many deaths in just eight months due to these CV-19 injections. Shocking statistics. And this headline from the times.co.uk. Mystery rise in heart attacks from blocked arteries. The report states that health experts have been left, quote, baffled by a big rise in potentially fatal heart attacks. Baffled. They're paid to be baffled. Just like the so-called climate scientists are paid to be baffled about what's so radically affecting our atmosphere on top of anthropogenic global warming. Not denying that, but so many experts paid to be baffled. And in this case, again, speaking from my own personal family circle, father-in-law and stepfather, both after their first injection, both in ER rooms within a matter of hours, both in the hospital about a week, both with heart trouble, and neither event reported as a reaction to the vaccine. In fact, when physicians were asked without any investigation whatsoever, they immediately said, has nothing to do with the vaccination. No examination, no investigation, knee-jerk programmed response. Only a tiny fraction of the actual adverse events are being reported. Consider that. And I'll get to more shocking statistics. One minute, bear with me. Let's cover a couple more headlines first. Let's start with this. Quote, I cannot practice, I cannot play, end quote. That's a tennis pro who has ended his season and who admits he regrets taking the COVID vaccine after feeling, quote, violent pain, end quote. Another headline, Johnson & Johnson official says children should not get vaxxed due to, quote, unknown repercussions, end quote. That sounds ominous, especially from a Johnson & Johnson official. Next headline, Biden's vax mandate to be enforced by fining companies up to $700,000. It's called totalitarianism. From that report, President Joe Biden didn't just announce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on companies employing 100 or more people. He plans to enforce it. Biden's a puppet on the end of strings. Let's be clear on that. He can barely complete a sentence or two. All previous occupants of the White House, the same. They're just different actors employed by the power structure or manipulated by the power structure to create maximum division in the population. From Robert F. Kennedy's research team at Children's Health Defense, this, quote, more than 726,000 COVID vaccine injuries have been reported to the VAERS site. That's the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System. As the Centers for Disease Control and the FDA overrule advisory committee's recommendations on third Pfizer shot. That's going so well. Let's just keep on going, right? Here's a bit more detail from that report. The VAERS data, again, Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System data released by the CDC included a total of, again, seven hundred and 26,965 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccines, including 15,386 deaths and 99,410 serious injuries. That's between December 14, 2020 and September 17, 2021. Again, people ask, wouldn't the big pharma-funded FDA warn us if the experimental injections were actually so dangerous? Does that question even deserve an answer? Again, FDA funded by Big Pharma, literally. And for the record, Robert F. Kennedy has just been censored yet again 
by social media platforms because they certainly don't want this kind of data getting out to too many. Another headline from Reuters. Sydney's unvaccinated warned of social isolation when COVID-19 lockdown ends. Divide and conquer. The unvaccinated will be increasingly demonized by all official sources and mainstream media as power structure desperation goes completely exponential. And never forget the wider horizon, unfolding abrupt climate and environmental collapse being further fueled by global climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. This is the bottom line factor fueling all of it. Next headline from multiple mainstream sources. Italy orders companies not to pay unvaccinated workers. From that report, the Italian government has passed a decree applying to both the private and public sector, ordering companies to withhold pay from workers who refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. The government is attempting to avoid potential legal action by directing companies not to fire the unvaccinated, but simply not to pay them while telling employees not to show up to work under threat of being fired if they do so. This report further states, quote, those found to be working without a vaccine passport could be punished with fines up to 1,500 euros. Additionally, the government said it would not cater for the test costs for those who would prefer not to take the vaccine. They continue, even those who have had the virus, recovered and developed antibodies will still have to get a shot, an injection as a show of compliance. This is Orwellian 1984 vaccine apartheid. And no matter how increasingly horrific the vaccine reaction data becomes and injury and mortality, the official push to cover it up and to keep on injecting is alarming beyond rational comprehension. Next headline, AP NORC poll. That's an acronym for the polling organization. Virus fears linger for vaccinated older adults. I wonder why. And now let's consider this. Dr. Anthony Fauci indicated this week, last week, the definition of fully vaccinated could shift to include only people who received a booster shot on top of their other vaccinations. They keep raising the bar. Apparently, their objectives, whatever they may be, are not reaching fruition fast enough. Yes, the horizon looks dark indeed. But not to worry, with Biden's Build Back Better bill, over $3 trillion in funds that don't even exist. But that's not a problem. Just punch numbers on a computer and manufacture the funds from thin air, and that's how it works. We'll all live happily ever after, right? Not so much. The party's over. It was never sustainable. We're all about to find out the hard way just how unsustainable it was. The power structure is pumping out propaganda and completely delusional false hope pacification theater like there is no tomorrow. Because in fact, if we remain on the current course, there won't be. But wait, technology can save us, right? How's that going so far? Let's take a dive into the high technology all out assault against planet Earth. This headline from last week, NASA launches mission like no other to battle Earth's climate crisis. From the report, NASA has launched a satellite that will orbit Earth to monitor the global climate crisis. How is that going to help anything? And how's launching that rocket through the atmosphere helping anything? Let's, let's examine that for a minute. All the rockets being launched and everybody waving their pom-poms and celebrating. What's that doing to the planet? Let's look at this headline. 
How much damage to the ozone layer does an average rocket launch cause? From that headline, when solid fuel rockets launch, they release chlorine gas directly into the stratosphere, where the chlorine reacts with oxygen to form ozone-destroying elements. In the stratosphere with solid fuel rockets causing the most damage because of the hydrogen chloride and aluminum they contain. Imagine that. Let's keep going. And there's this recent popular science article from earlier this year. Quote, all the satellites in space could crack open the ozone layer. Could, may, might. No, have. On top of the climate intervention insanity that is wreaking havoc with what little is left of the ozone layer. From this report from popular science, there are about 5,000 active and defunct satellites now circling our planet with over 40 thousand Starlink satellites planned in the future, plus satellite projects from other national space agencies and private companies around the world. The report continues, these satellites are mostly aluminum, and then they continue to state this, aluminum is key to everything at stake here. First, it burns into reflective aluminum oxide, or alumina, which could turn into an unwitting geoengineering experiment that could All this could, may, might, right? Alter Earth's climate. And second, aluminum oxide could damage and even rip a new hole in the ozone layer. There is no could, there is no may, there is no might. So are we to worry only about the satellites and the the rocket launches and to turn two blind eyes to the ongoing blatant climate intervention operations that according to the world's most recognized climate engineer, Dr. David Keith, have the goal to put 10 to 20 million tons of aluminum nanoparticulates into the sky annually via jet aircraft sprayed dispersions? Wow, what a great idea, Mr. Keith. What could go wrong? What happened when I confronted Dr. David Keith at an international geoengineering conference? I was banned from attending future conferences. What a surprise, because what did Mr. Keith say when I asked him one of only three questions allowed at that conference? Had any toxicological studies been done, environmental, human health. His final response, no. Could terrible things happen tomorrow? We don't know. That's a scientist? What a farce. What an absolute farce all of it is. From the climate science complex to the medical industrial complex, deception is business as usual across the board. And all the while, The looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting of the planet continues to be ramped up. This headline last week from RTTV and other sources, Arctic oil and gas production reportedly booming despite climate concerns. Let's party to the last possible second. Again, the human race comparable to a bunch of drug addict occupants of a motorhome that drive out in the middle of the Sahara Desert till they run out of gas and think because they have a refrigerator full of food they're going to live for any significant time. All over the world, it's either record drought and record incineration or record deluge. Here's an example of deluge. Again, while China is flooding everywhere. Here's one from Bangkok. Bangkok on alert is 70,000 homes flood in Thailand. Let's look at the antithesis of this in the U.S. right now. It's early October. Here's the headline. It's early October and the temperature hit 100 degrees in North Dakota. And it's that kind of headline you're going to see a whole lot more of because the atmosphere is filling with methane that's thawing and releasing from formerly frozen tundra and seabed deposits. Again, methane over a 10-year time horizon from 100 to 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas. It's a feedback loop that has now been triggered. Can't 
shut it off. That's why nighttime low temperatures are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. In Northern California, often now, the sun goes down, but the temperatures don't. That is a very, very ominous harbinger of what's happening. These gases are trapping heat in the atmosphere and climate engineering in the attempt to mask it in the attempt to hide it from populations by chemically nucleating cloud moisture, especially along the U.S. East Coast, where this is a constant parade of moisture and chemical ice nucleation. They are further fueling the overall warming. Temporary toxic cooldowns at the price of further fueling the warming. And by blocking daytime highs with these reflective particulates, they trap more heat than they deflect. Everything the climate engineers do, everything, is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. And we have this so-called climate science community, and I'll get to that later in this broadcast, pretending that climate engineering is some sort of life-saving technology that's going to deliver us all from what we've done to ourselves. Could not be further from the truth. More headlines from the insurancejournal.com. Climate change ranks as top concern for insurers replacing pandemic. First, there is no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without addressing the climate engineering assault, which is the core factor regarding the total incinerations and the drought deluge scenarios. Not a denial of the damage we've done to the planet. I have to say that every single time because so many people misinterpret and misquote me as saying climate engineering is the only problem. I have never, ever, ever said or insinuated that. Never. I'm simply saying that climate engineering is taking us from the frying pan into the fire. Fueling the entire process, making it worse overall, not better. It's a form of weather warfare, nothing less. And as far as the insurers go, certainly there's backdoor money going on here because they know what's going on in our skies. We have sent data, geoengineeringwatch.org, to many of the insurance agencies pointing out what is causing these cataclysms and they don't care and they won't talk about it because they know who's paying them. The whole system is gamed from the top. Again, those who print the money, are gaming the entire matrix. A cancer that controls everything down the line, at least for the moment, until total collapse hits. Next headline from multiple sources. Europe's crippling energy crisis creating trouble for the rest of the world. From that report, natural gas prices have soared by almost 500% in 2021 with another winter just around the corner. Gas is trading at near record values while European countries attempt to outbid one another for supplies from major exporters. It's inevitable that utilities will turn back to coal to provide heat for its residents and power for its dying economy. But this will not be enough. No, we're through the guardrail. I've made that abundantly clear. Countless times, we passed the point of no return in regard to the climate at least two decades ago. We're going to the bottom of the canyon. That's a given. The question now is, will anybody make it through alive? And with all of these scenarios, from CV-19 to the sort of disaster capitalist scenarios that happen in regard to the increasing climate cataclysms, it's ultimately not about profit. They can print whatever they want for whatever they want. The actual objectives are far more grave. Profit is irrelevant to those at the very top. Another headline, world food costs at risk of soaring as China faces reduced harvest. Crops collapsing all over the world. Fisheries are done. Won't be eating fish much longer, I assure you of that. The oceans are dying by the day. We're heading toward Canfield Ocean. Lifeless, oxygenless, stratified, superheated dead zones. That's what's occurring. Next headline from the Pew Research Center. Americans are less concerned but more divided on climate change than people elsewhere. Again, I've spoken to this over and over because they have kept consistently the eastern 
half of the U.S. lower 48, where most Americans live, cool down over and over and over while the West is incinerated. Of course, the people in those areas have trouble understanding what's happening around the rest of the world because it's very different where they're at. And statistically, mathematically, the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, according to NASA departure from normal temperature data, the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 for nine years in a row has been the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world. Is it any wonder that the population is divided and that serves the power structure oh so well, doesn't it? Next headline from grist.org. G-R-I-S-T dot org. Even U.S. bankers are getting anxious about climate change. And those bankers who know what's going on in our skies are getting anxious about climate engineering because they're starting to realize that they are going down in the same boat and climate engineering is helping to sink that boat. From the New York Times, this, the cost of insuring expensive waterfront homes is about to skyrocket. In fact, many of those homes, especially in very low-lying areas like Florida, won't be worth anything for much longer. Sea level rise is not uniform around the globe. There's many varying factors, but once it begins to accelerate, there's feedback loops that push it even faster. For example, as the weight of the ice is lifted off of land masses like Greenland, those land masses begin to rise out of the ocean. It's called glacial rebound. That displaces even more ocean water. Thermal expansion is another factor. Simply by heating alone raises sea levels, and the oceans are superheating. Sea level rise is subtle at first, but as it accelerates, it will become cataclysmic to shorelines around the globe. And to give an idea of the total end sea level rise result, I'm not saying overnight, but it's coming. When Greenland melts in entirety, that's about 21 to 24 feet of global sea level rise. There's about 197 feet of sea level rise contained when all the Antarctic ice melts. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but you could shut every form of human activity off right now. And based on current statistics, there's at least 100 feet of sea level rise baked in, coming in time frames far shorter than any official agency will admit to. From counterpunch.org, infrastructure and budget bills contain very bad logging provisions, which will make climate change worse. More subsidized logging for the timber industry. Of course, all these industries are subsidized, including the oil industry, massive billion-dollar subsidies. And due to the fires, salvage logging is now occurring in countless forests where logging would not otherwise have occurred. Question, how many in the logging industry are really... Not all that distressed about the forest fires. It's a boom to them now in many ways. Sad. Earth's life support systems incinerated. And if you want to know more about how climate engineering is connected to the total incineration of our forests, please, one of our most important reports, search, view, and share. Wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Extremely important 20-minute video report. From the Washington Post, this, today's kids will live through three times more climate disasters than their grandparents. That's a completely false headline. On the current course, they won't make it far enough to matter. None of us will. That's a mathematical, statistical fact. Already lost 80 to 90% of Earth's insect population. Wildlife populations down 70% in the last 40 years. On the current trajectory, we face zero hour for functional wildlife populations. That doesn't mean everything's dead. It means functional wildlife populations. 2026. How about that? No one's talking about any of this. 
because the job of the controllers and the power structure is to pacify populations until the last possible moment so they don't panic before the power structure is ready for that to happen. And they are turning a great many wheels. I won't fill in that blank. I'll leave that up to the listener. But it's not hard to connect the dots to the wheels they are turning in reaction to what's unfolding with the collapsing climate and biosphere. Next headline from Reuters. Special report. BP gambles big on fast transition from oil to renewables. Total fallacy. Again, watch Planet of the Humans. Decide for yourself. Look at the data without filters, without biases, preconceptions. Look at the data. And how often I'm asked, quote, if climate engineering is real, if the condition of the climate is so dire, why aren't there legions of whistleblowers? I'm asked this all the time. This is why. Because whistleblowers are demonized by U.S. media and then jailed by the U.S. government over and over and over. Julian Assange, John Drake, John Caracu, the list goes on and on. The only ones to go to jail for the crimes the whistleblowers expose is the whistleblowers themselves. Here's the latest example. Outspoken Marine officer who went viral blasting military leaders over Afghanistan is jailed. What a surprise. That's how it works. Jail the messenger, i.e. the true patriot. And all the while, far too many in populations pretend they're patriotic, blindly waving their flags and completely ignoring the plight of the true patriots, the whistleblowers. Question, at this late hour, when so many power structure deceptions have been and continue to be exposed, why are so many still so willing to believe the official narratives, the neck-deep propaganda What is the U.S. Empire's definition of a terrorist nation? Any country that does not go along with the U.S. military invading and occupying their country to steal their resources for the empire. How dare other nations have our resources in their country? That's the attitude of so many in this country. Another unsung hero, unsung patriot, Pat Tillman. He knew, search Pat Tillman and learn his story from his parents' perspective, from the non-official story perspective, and it is shocking. He figured out very quickly because he was very intelligent what a fiasco, what a criminal enterprise the whole military operation was, and he was going to come back and tell the world. And what happened to Pat Tillman? He was assassinated by members of our own military, all his belongings burned, and his story swept under the rug. To look away from this kind of injustice is itself injustice. I've covered the following quote on two previous broadcasts. Here's the third. It needs to be heard, absorbed, and remembered. It is exactly what is being carried out. It won't stop until we, each of us, all of us, stand up, stand together, and stand against the gathering insanity. If you tell a big enough lie and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. In quote, Joseph Goebbels the Nazi minister of propaganda. Nothing has changed. It's only accelerating and worsening. Total censorship of the truth. Statistically proven conclusions stated in peer-reviewed journals are being systematically hidden from public view. Even the subjects themselves, the power structure no longer allows us to mention on social media platforms that inarguably serve the controllers, the money printers. What is allowed on social media now not only allowed, but pushed and propagated, 
the official narratives, the official propaganda, the just do as you're told in your life will go back to normal propaganda, the 100% safe and effective narrative. Need I say more? Anyway, I can't, as it would certainly be censored. More breaking bad news headlines in a moment. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and in doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 321, October 2nd, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must collectively face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free, frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now in Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, and Columbus, Ohio. I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that have helped Geoengineering Watch expand our voice to so many major locations. Those that have helped in this effort know who they are. Recordings of the weekly global alert news broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials. Again, that's for those that are new listeners. That's geoengineeringwatch, geoengineeringwatch.org. Our printed materials can be ordered from our homepage for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Our only goal is to put them into circulation. Our color glossy flyers and 20-page booklets are packed with shocking satellite images, documents, patents, photos of the retrofit spray nozzles mounted on climate engineering aircraft. The list goes on. These are profoundly effective tools at waking others up to this issue. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for the documentary directly from the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage through email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data. Moving on, breaking total disinformation headlines on climate engineering in a moment. First, global weather in a nutshell. The planetary surface temperature maps look like a blotchy, fluctuating patchwork of way too hot or record heat zones and temporary surface cool down zones where the weather makers have diverted enough atmospheric moisture to utilize patented processes of chemical ice nucleation. If you don't believe this is possible, I understand. I didn't either initially until I spent 18 months investigating, researching, and testing. But if honest skepticism prevents actual investigation of the facts, then denial has again prevailed over sanity. Please investigate these three sections on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. The engineering drought section, engineering wildfire section, and engineering winter sections. And remember, there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate intervention operations. How's the weather in the U.S.? The easternmost states, as I've stated earlier, where the majority of the U.S. population lives, continue to be kept generally damp and cool. 
thus keeping alive the population's confusion on the true severity of planetary meltdown. The westernmost states continue to be baked and incinerated. The climate engineers are continuing to cut off the flow of Pacific moisture, diverting it around the ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome that meteorologists have labeled, quote, the ridiculously resilient ridge. This atmospheric creation rotates the upper-level winds and thus the flow of moisture in a clockwise manner. That's in the Northern Hemisphere. Moisture that should have made its way into California, Oregon, and other Western states is pushed up and over the ridge, spinning through Alaska, where chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding continues to keep the surface temperatures cool for the moment. Record drought and record deluge. These are the hallmarks of climate intervention operations. Everything that I just covered is just a soundbite from one region of the planet. Consider and remember the entire global climate and hydrological cycle has long since been completely disrupted and derailed by the climate engineering weather warfare insanity. And even now, the professional propagandists continue to peddle their deception. Consider this latest example, a new report from the UK Guardian and other sources titled Geoengineering by Gernot Wagner, a review and a stark warning from the report. Quote, spraying aerosols into the atmosphere may be fraught with risk, but to dismiss it out of hand is irresponsible. The report continues. Solar geoengineering, also called solar radiation management, again, where aerosols would be deployed into the stratosphere, sprayed by jet aircraft, the elephant in the sky that no one will acknowledge, to reflect sunlight back into space and reduce the amount of heat coming in. Again, zero mention of the cascading negatives that make this the most insane human activity ever deployed. The report goes further with this. It is a concept that has been around since the 1960s when scientists first warned politicians about the possibility of global heating. The report then states, quote, there was evidence that geoengineering would seem like a cheap fix and would distract people from the serious business of cutting carbon emissions. For this reason, Wagner writes, there was a long-standing self-imposed unspoken near moratorium on solar geoengineering research within the scientific community. Mr. Wagner, no, there's an illegal federal gag order on all National Weather Service and all NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration employees, the nation's weathermen, a standing gag order. Nobody will admit to the facts around this. They keep pushing the facade that climate engineering is just a proposal while we look at the elephant in the sky each and every day and measure the fallout from it on the ground. Further from the report, in 2015, Wagner and David Keith mentioned Dr. David Keith earlier, a Harvard scientist who has been the forefront of the climate engineering discussion. Now, Dr. Keith is the forefront of the climate engineering disinformation and deception. Let's be clear on the record. In fact, if you want to know more about Wagner, Dr. Keith, Dr. Ken Caldera, world's second most geoengineer who now works for who? Bill Gates. Search and review this article from geoengineeringwatch.org. And again, you may have a hard time finding it on Google since Google was trying so hard to suppress our data. Here's the title of the article. Exposing Faces of the Carnegie Science Criminal Climate Engineering Cover-Up. Again, exposing faces of the Carnegie Science criminal climate injury and cover-up. Search and review that article and the videos contained in it. You will be shocked, I assure you. Pressing on with the article at hand, Dr. Keith agreed to set up Harvard's solar geoengineering research program. Again, total smoke and mirrors deception climate engineering first deployed immediately after World War II. And the notion that it's just some proposal and that the military-industrial complex is just sitting around and waiting for the 
civilian community to ask them to engineer the planet is totally absurd. Did they ask us if it was okay to detonate 2,400 nuclear bombs all over planet Earth, blowing up formerly pristine islands with populations in them or detonating bombs in Nevada, the fallout from which we now know from peer-reviewed science study was indirectly responsible for nearly a half a million deaths in the U.S. from the radioactive fallout. No, nobody talks about any of this. Here's the final excerpt from the Guardian report of mass deception. It says, would it work? All the evidence suggests that solar geoengineering would be, quote, fast, cheap, and highly imperfect, notes Wagner. That's a gross understatement. How about destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, fueling the forest incineration, some of the last life support systems left on the planet, and we get to inhale everything they spray at altitude. None of it mentioned by the so-called scientists. Report states this is a highly imperfect scenario. There's a long list of downsides. Again, gross understatement. They include its possible impact, possible impact on rainfall leading to drought and thus potentially millions of deaths, ozone depletion. They admit it could cause ozone depletion. No, not could, is continued ocean acidification, impact on plants, whitening of skies. Then there is the governance issue. Who would be in charge of the program? What would be the best way to run this? Of course, the central bankers are ultimately in charge. They own militaries, thus they own countries. This is just a sample of the kind of disinformation put out just this week. Lots and lots of this type of articles that we could, may, might have to geoengineer someday. And yes, it would look exactly like what we see in the sky. Planes dispersing, long, scattering, spreading trails that sometimes white out the entire sky. That's exactly what it would look like. The materials named in climate engineering patents are exactly what's showing up on the ground. Every single downstream effect, horrific effect, is happening right now in real time. And we're told, though, that none of it is connected to climate engineering. We're told you're not really seeing what you're seeing in the skies. Go shopping. Roll up your sleeve. Do what you're told. Trust us. We're here to help. Right. And if you think the planetary asylum is difficult now, hang on. Because it's about to get a whole lot worse soon. Now consider this report from CFR.org. That's the Council on Foreign Relations. Listen carefully. Here's the report title. Can solar geoengineering be used as a weapon? Question mark. The report then states the premise that solar geoengineering is weaponizable is either false or grossly overstated, the report states. It is time to leave such distractions behind and focus more squarely on the real dilemmas of this otherwise promising technology Think of the absurdity of that statement, and not surprising from the Council on Foreign Relations. Of course climate engineering can be used as a weapon and has been used as a weapon. In fact, it is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, a weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. Just blame it on nature. That's their standard MO. The Council on Foreign Relations report continues with this. Available evidence shows that moderate use of solar geoengineering may offer an opportunity to mitigate climate hazards beyond what is possible, even if all emissions could be eliminated tomorrow. In our view, they say, the prospect that solar geoengineering could significantly reduce risks for the world's poorest, reducing income inequality, is a strong basis for pursuing research and international governance. Yeah, they're here to help us. What an incredibly naive notion that is. Let's add this headline to the equation because it plugs directly into what I just covered. U.S. airlines are planning to unnecessarily burn 
20,000 tons of CO2 per day because of FAA rules. The report states airlines are ramping up flights at major U.S. airports after October 30th, not because of a spike in consumer demand, which is actually falling rapidly, but to respond to new FAA regulations that state they must keep their planes in the air flying nowhere if they want to keep their spots at the airport. It's all smoke and mirrors to keep as many planes flying as possible. And yes, commercial aircraft absolutely positively are being used in these programs. We have up-close photos of the retrofit nozzles mounted on the wing pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream. Nozzles. That's not fuel dumping. That's aerosol dispersions. We're not insinuating the commercial carrier personnel are involved, but their aircraft are absolutely being used. But wait, maybe the Green New Deal will magically make everything better. From businessinsider.com, this, the world's biggest carbon removal plant just opened. In a year, it will negate just three seconds worth of global emissions. The article then states that a UN report says carbon capture technology is necessary if the world wants to be carbon neutral by 2050. We're not going to be here in 2050 or 2040 or even 2030. Not in the current course. We won't make it to the end of this decade. Not even close. The report then states, but many experts think the tech is too expensive and not scalable in the next few decades. Experts? Really? The biggest carbon removal plant on the planet and an entire year's worth of operating negates three seconds worth of global anthropogenic emissions? Yes, we absolutely live in an asylum. Trees once did the job while providing spellbindingly beautiful shade, habitat, oxygen. I could go on and on. But countless forms of human activity, with climate engineering at the top of the list, have killed and or incinerated the majority of trees on our planet. Newsflash, near-term game over on the current course. But the so-called science community is closing their eyes and pretending their tech idiocy will save us. Forgive me for continuing to rant, but let's put this into a mathematical context. There are, I believe, a bit over 31 million seconds in a year. So at three seconds worth of emissions per carbon removal plant per year, we only need about 10 plus million of such plants to make any headway at all. But wait, no one mentioned how much hydrocarbon energy and resulting pollution each of these 10 million plants will create. And there is, of course, the energy needed to power them. It's total delusion total insanity, like the whole of so-called industrialized, militarized society. It's broken. How hard is that to see? Let's keep going. What's the overall horizon look like? A massive ozone hole, ocean dead zones, collapsing fishing industries, collapsing crops, dwindling supply chains, and societal lockdowns. How many recognize how the puzzle pieces fit together? How should we expect those in power to respond? Will the constant stream of corporate media propaganda be successful at keeping the population's epidemic of normalcy bias alive to the last possible moment? Or will rapidly rising challenges finally trigger the long overdue societal awakening? Is corporate media or so-called official sources providing any truth to us about anything that matters? Any mention whatsoever about the converging existential threats that are closing in on all of us at blinding speed? No. Not a word. What the power structure and its propaganda pushing puppets provide the public is a complete scripted theater of mass distraction and deception tailored to create maximum societal division. And all the while, the planet's life support systems continue to implode under the weight of industrialized, militarized societies. As the walls close in, will law enforcement and military personnel remember that their commitment is to protect populations, not to play the part of mercenary forces for the power structures that are completely out of control. Consider this timeless quote from Clarence Darrow. 
from his writings, Resist Not Evil. He stated the lowest standards of ethics of which right-thinking man can possibly conceive is taught to the common soldier whose trade is to shoot his fellow man. In youth, he may have learned the command, Thou shalt not kill. But the ruler takes the boy just as he enters manhood and teaches him that his highest duty is to shoot a bullet through his neighbor's heart. And this, unmoved by passion or feeling or hatred, and without the least regard to right or wrong, but simply because his ruler gives the order. But who are the rulers? And are we actually powerless? Consider this timeless quote from Robert Heinlein. When any government or any church, for that matter, undertakes to say to its subjects, this you may not read, this you must not see, this you are forbidden to know. The end result is tyranny and oppression, and we are there. The quote continues, No amount of force can control a free man, a man whose mind is free. No, not torture, not bombs, not anything. You can't conquer a free man. The most you can do is kill him. End quote. As I've stated in this broadcast so many times over so many years, those in power could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. We have seen the enemy, and he is us. Nearly 2,000 years ago, the Stoic philosopher Epictetus stated the following, We must watch over ourselves as we would an enemy waiting in ambush. These words have been ever-present in my mind from the time I was 14 years old. Even if you were the only one left in the world that still believed it was possible to make a difference, that is enough to shine a beacon of light into the darkness. Never give up, ever. Our will is our only true possession. It was entrusted to each of us. It cannot be taken. And now, more than at any other time in the entire history of our species, we must each summon the courage to take a stand for all that matters. Or, very soon, nothing will be left. Industrialized, militarized societies were doomed from day one. The matrix is crumbling. Unfolding biosphere collapse is fueling total controller desperation. This is not a struggle solely for ourselves or for our children, but for the entire web of life. Life that formerly flourished on this living planet, a miraculous web of life on which our lives completely depend. Our point, our purpose, the reason for being is not to find shelter from the storm, but to summon the courage to march headlong into it with our faces firmly to the wind, refusing to yield to the gathering insanity. What was is gone. It's not coming back. The human race has decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. The question that remains to be answered is will any make it through what's coming? Can our collective efforts accomplish the impossible? No matter how long the odds, we must try. Doing so is not just an option, it's our absolute obligation. How can you make a difference? Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to find out. The sand in the hourglass is running down by the day. Make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.